to hear it, Lynn. Good evening. Today is Monday, October 25th, 2021, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step is into action, step 11, and our speaker tonight is Lynn Kay. Thank you, Lynn. Hi, everyone. My name is Lynn. I am a compulsive eater and food addict living in recovery one day at a time. Thank you for inviting me here. I'm very excited to speak. I'm nervous. Um, so um, I came into the rooms in the late uh, 1980s, I think 86 or 87. And um, I'm going to take a little bit here about my history because it becomes relevant for step 11 in that I came in through a very kind of strict OA, which really I had a very uh, crazy mentality. So I think probably at that time it was very good for me. But so I obtained abstinence in those uh, programs from binging and sugars and flowers and the things that, you know, plagued me at the time. And my behavior was very wild, kind of out of control. And um, so I gained physical abstinence in that program. And I think the first time I got abstinent there, I worked the steps and you know, in the eighties, we didn't even have our own step book. I mean, I had to use a book from another program to do my four steps, but nonetheless it worked. And I obtained, I, I can't remember which came first, the six years and the eight years of back-to-back -back abstinence that was clean. And then I lost it. Where did it go? We don't know. So then I don't know how long of a period, I, I never stopped going to meetings. But then I uh, was out there for, I don't think too, too long. I will say less than a year or two. And then obtained eight years of cleaning how back-to-back abstinence. And felt that I was relatively spiritual, definitely intensely so at times. And then I lost that. Again, where did it go? And then that time, even though I continued to attend meetings, I uh, went through, I'm just going to guess, half a dozen or more sponsors, maybe more. Um, six years, I'm out there, and I cannot get off the sugar. And I began to wonder, like, let's see, I work the steps to get abstinent, lose it, work the steps. So I'm thinking that the steps four through nine that I did was good. It helped for a long time. What was my problem? I never, ever became entrenched in steps 10 and 11. Finally, I had another big book sponsor <clears throat> take me through the steps again. And I told her, I have never become entrenched in steps 10 and 11. And she was like, okay. So we did step 10 and 11. And then I'm out there and I'm like, it's not happening for me. It's just not, I'm not doing it. And I finally uh, ran into someone at a um, Region 7 convention. And I was telling her my tale of woe. 
And um, she recommended this thing called the train. But it isn't the train itself, but this daily entrenchment that's been going on for several years now where I am living in step 11. And I called someone one time and I'm like, I don't understand. Like why step 11 isn't in like neon lights? Like this is it. Like this is where you want to be. And the person's like, I really think that that would scare away newcomers. You know, I just don't think that that would work, you know, but I think that it should be. So I like to back up a little bit before I go into a step, because my understanding of the steps is that every step opens the door for the step to come. So step 10 opens us up to step 11, you know, gets us into this the first time we bring over step four into our work. And we're doing, <clears throat> you know, this practice of setting right any new mistakes. And, you know, we're, we want to keep things fresh. And our first clue of what's going on is it should continue for a lifetime. <clears throat> I used to say to myself, how? How does it continue for a lifetime? How does the expansion of my spiritual life continue for a lifetime? Like, I don't get it. I don't get what I'm supposed to do. Like, how does that happen? Like, yes, I do these things, but there's nothing explosive about it. And then I began to think, well, you know, Bill W says we're rocketed into a fourth dimension. I'm like, I am nowhere near a fourth dimension. I've been launched anywhere. You know, like, yeah, I'm abstinent, I'm relative, but I've been launched, definitely not launched. You know, when he uses, and you know how Bill is with the word, you know, rocketed is like a, a big word. You know, guy doesn't use any italics, no underlining, no bold, you know, just italics, I mean. So anyway, so, you know, I'm like, yeah, 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 continue for a lifetime. How is that happening? And it goes on to say that the practice of step 10 um, takes us to the step 10 promises. So... Then, then you want, okay, so that tells me that I'm not cured. And then it says that many of us have already been, much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. You've carefully followed the directions. We've begun to sense the flow of the spirit into us. Begun. Okay, so that's my clue that I'm not there yet. And to some extent, we have become God conscious. Some extent, some supposed to become fully God conscious. So we've begun to develop this vital sixth sense. But we must go farther. Obviously, that was true for me. It was always true for me. It was never enough. And so now it goes into prayer and meditation. And you think, well, if I'm doing step 10s, why do I have anything in step 11? Why do I have anything? So um, sometimes, did you ever do a step 10? I have, where you say, you know, God, you take this situation, but it's definitely still bugging you, definitely still on you. People, you talk to people in the fall, they're like, well, you should think this or this way. But at the end of the day, I don't, I don't. 
I, I'm still annoyed. I'm still frustrated. I'm still angry with this situation. Well, here, it's again, now I'm writing it down. I am looking at where I, my part, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper. What could I have done better? What was it? For me, this is where I realized that I, I was just still judging everything. Very self-righteous. I know the way. Nobody else is doing it right. Whatever the situation is, whether people are driving, people in my family, whatever, people aren't doing it right. So that left me in a constant state of judgment of others. To the point now, for my husband and I, it's a joke. It's like, they're definitely not doing it right. They're not doing it right, you know? And uh, to make me aware, it's like, how much I, I thought about that. So here and for me, I'm looking for this step 11 to make me aware of who I really am. What is it that I really want to say? It encourages me to go to find a common thread with another person. What, not what do I have to judge this person about, this situation. What, what's the common thread that I have? You know, I, I'm going to get into another reason why, but, you know, I want to communicate with people soul to soul, not here, not mind. I'm one of these people where I hear the word mindful. I'm like, this mind, I don't, I don't want to be mindful. <laughs> like mindful, that's not that good for me. What's going up here can be a little screwy. Heart, heart to heart, soul to soul. That's where I want to be. I want to have a common thread of with people and find the common ground. Then I lose the judgment. Then I lose the fear. Everything I did up until this point was processed through fear before it came into my mind and out of my mouth. And I had to learn things can change. Things can be processed through love. I had no idea how it was done, but I needed to learn how to process things through love. And so this nightly review, which in the beginning and for years, I was like, well, I don't want to do it at night. I don't want to dig up all my problems at night and it will keep me awake all night. So I don't want to do that. So here I am already not following the instructions. But I find now that so much has been cleared out. When I do it at night, there aren't so many disturbing things that I've done or said or thought. Because I don't want my thoughts, my actions and words just to be resentful free, judge free. I want my mind to be judge-free. I want freedom. I want freedom to go through the day and just like not bother with anybody. You know, with all the little details that I was like so busy judging about, I want to be free here. And um, so as I worked on that, looking at these things, being honest with other people and sharing it, not just putting it out there, letting people feedback to me. On awakening, if I've done that before to go to bed, the guidance that I received during that evening review, that's got to be pulled forward into the morning on awakening. I'm pulling what I learned from yesterday, pulling what I discovered yesterday, pulling it through to the day. And now on awakening, I'm going to consider the 24 hours ahead, bearing in mind what my most common defect is. I'm going to snap judge. And I tell you, this has worked great. It has faded. 
you know, for a long time when I was doing this stuff, I had to say, Lynn, why don't you just leave people alone? Just leave them alone. Like, don't think anything. Let them talk. Let them be. Don't think anything. Just leave them alone, Lynn. You know? Um, and so now I'm thinking about my plans for today. I asked God to direct my thinking in advance. I'm going to see a particular person or who's going to be at work or, or wherever. And I know they cause I'm going to ask in advance as I look at my 24 hours ahead. I know I'm not going to be good there. So just you can just intervene right there and just cut me off the pass because you know that's a that's a stumbling place for me. So I'm asking, and especially that I not function out of fear. It's just, it's just a life ruiner. It really is to be processing things the way that I was. And then, of course, again, a little bit of a step 10, facing a decision, um, going through things. And it says here, we stop worrying about situations. We relax. We're taking it easy. We don't struggle. And here becomes a huge change for me. It says that being still an experience, I'm not there. Um, Okay, the, it's page 87. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely on it. This is the whole point of the program. And I've read, you know, many uh, books and things, of, you know, program books. And this is where it had never happened for me, where I was relying on divine influence. Not sponsors, not meetings, not the steps. I am living in step 11, 10 and 11. 10, pulling down constant contact as I'm going through the day, uh, looking to dodge the bullet of resentment, fear, uh, certainly uh, self-righteousness. And um, now I'm going to rely on it. I'm not, and, and how does that get developed? I'm not always aware of, God, of what God's will is, but I'm usually aware of what, what God's will is. So I can start there. And, you know, and then this is going to be something I can come to rely on. So I still attend meetings. I still have sponsors. I still sponsor, but they are not what, the soul of me, you know, the soul of me to me is I have a home in the universe. I have a home with God and I live here. I am a connected person. I don't only live here anymore. I live here and I live in another dimension as well. Life's a lot easier this way. And so meditation, absolutely. These are times where our soul really can get out there and and bounce around and we can feel, because that's what I want to be. Most of all, I want to be who I really am. Who am I really? What, what, what would the soul of Lynn really do in a particular situation? That's what I want to know. And I want to live that. I want to live. That's the peace for me. That's the freedom where I just go through the day and someone say, oh, did you hear what someone say? And I say, nah, I didn't. <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> Because I'm just 
someone's talking to me, of course, I'm engaged, I'm paying attention, and I'm with them. But all the other trash garbage that's going on, no, no, I'm not. So, um, and one thing that really helped me, my spiritual life was flat for me. I needed expanded ideas. And I had always been raised in, in the program where you, know, you got to use just this book, you got to use it. And that is true that this is the program, but here it is here. It, it says, if we belong to a religious denomination, that's great. Uh, select a few prayers. It says there are many helpful books also. And that was when I began to expand into other people who might help expand my spiritual ideas and my spiritual understandings. And that has seriously worked. Other suggestions are from one's priest, which I did use. Uh, religious people in the beginning of my OA, that's who I gave my fifth step to. Uh, I used that very heavily and they were extremely helpful. It says, be quick to see where they're right, make use of what they have to offer. And I have just been, now I, I do live with this added dimension to my life. I have so much less fear. I just, um, I'm just not so worried. I also, um, I'm a step, I'm a mom and a stepmom with five kids with some husbands and six grandchildren. And I watch one uh, set of grandchildren uh, two days a week. And, you know, my daughter lives differently than I do. And I go to her house for eight or nine hours a day. And I say to myself, not my house. Not my marriage, not my children. Just either go there, enjoy the children, take care of them, zip it, or don't go there. I have no place interfering in her life. And in fact, I read a passage that said I should never interfere Two minutes. In of another um, of another soul. And that has helped me tremendously. So my adult children are people that have been launched into their own paths and spiritual lives. And um, I don't worry about them. I'm not worried about me either. Um, but I had, had a whole bunch of them over yesterday. We were 13. And we had so many laughs and so many ha-has. And uh, we were playing outside with these toy rockets on slingshots and you know we're getting them off the roof and we're getting them out and we just laughed all day we just laughed everything we just we just had a great time four kids all of them my husband and I and life is light life is light got that I don't work hard um I do my mom just fell and broke her hip uh, six weeks ago and I have attended to her all these weeks and yes I was tired but then I stopped and now I am refreshed again. So for me now, I believe this step, I, I have a way of living where it's just, it is lighter, it's freer. And I didn't know before, I didn't know. I knew I belonged here, but I didn't know 
about living this way. I always did step 12. I always did service. I always did that. But it was this piece that was my uh, missing link. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lynn. Thank you, thank you. All right, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes? Lita, can you still do that? It's done. And thank you. And share and announce when time is up. All right, Daisy, go ahead and call on whoever would like to share. Thank you, Lana, and thank you, Lynn. Uh, would anybody like to share? Amy, take it away. Hey everybody, Amy B. Compulsive Overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state today. Um, just want to thank Elena and Daisy, Team Monday for October. Thank you so much for your service this month. And thank you so much, Lynn, for taking us through Step 11 and how it was such like an aha moment for you with your program. And I find that like Step 11, um, Step 11 has had the most thoughtful growth for me in terms of the steps uh, gently, I think, in terms of the growth. Like, I think with step 10 and step 12, there's a bit of like um, uh, purpose searching in, in, in maybe like a more of a um, instant kind of not instant, but like an accessible kind of way. Whereas step 11, it's at night, it's in the morning, it's all day long. I really have um, a chance to grow gently and thoughtfully. And I would love, you know, um, I know that we're sharing on the step, but um, one of the things that has uh, come up for me is in the nightly review, um, there was a time at which I used an app and I was very fastidious about writing everyone and I sent it. And there was a time where I did it more in a journal. And there's been times where I've done it just reading out of the book and saying it in my heart. And I, um, I'm always interested in hearing how other folks do that nightly review, how maybe it re relates to their on awakenings. So um, yeah, I, uh, I hope that uh, to hear from uh, other folks on, on how their step 11 practice has grown. I will say that right now for me, um, my nighttime review and my morning on awakenings have become um, uh, less rigid um, and uh, more more comfortable. More, um, I, I I have found strangely that I look forward to them more as as uh, meditations as opposed to concrete writing things. And I think that that ebbs and flows for me. And uh, I love the fact that you know we can all walk these steps in our own gate, so to speak. So uh, yeah, that's what I got. Uh, good to see you all tonight. Thanks, friends. I pass.
Thank you, Amy. Robin, please go ahead. Hey, I'm Robin. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from Cincinnati, Ohio. Thanks everyone for doing the meeting tonight. And Lynn, thank you very much for your insight on the 11th step. Um, I, I really like that you said that you, you've been given a chance to process things with love and maybe I misheard you, but that's what I heard and I loved it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I think that's a really um, interesting way to look at the 11th step. Um, because for me, that's what a higher power is, is a, a force of love moving through the universe. And I think it's amazing. And, um, and to be able to like, look at my day in, in such a way at night for the nightly review. And then also in, in the, the upon awakening, um, having come from another fellowship and never really done this step, like the way I do it now, um, I've, I've definitely been rocketed into a, you know, a 3.5 dimension. I'd love to see what a 4.0 looks like. Um, I don't know that I'm there yet, but, um, I, I can say that I have a completely different, um, uh, operating procedure, which is, which is amazing. And it's done, it's done really beautiful things, um, for my recovery and who I am. Um, I, I love waking up and trying to force myself to think of, um, you know, this one line before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. And when I wake up trying to remember those three things, divorce me from self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking motives is a real like exercise cognitive exercise, because there's like 20 different ways to refer to self-pity um, and self-seeking in the big book. And I'm always trying to rack my brain. What are other words? But it doesn't matter. The, the thing is, is that I get up and when people say I get up and hit my knees, I'm like, no, you don't, you go pee first. And so I, um, I, I get up, do my things. I come downstairs and I talk to another fellow on the phone for, we, we were both early risers, like 5.00 AM. And so I love talking to her first. And then it kind of gives me like some kind of direction to go with my prayer and meditation um, because we, we talk about things and then I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this meditation will speak to me or maybe um, maybe this is what the my prayer needs to look like this morning. So I like that that gives me some kind of direction um, because I found the prayer to be the most difficult part for me, um, not ever having done that before in my life other than saying uh prayers that sounded like nursery rhymes to me. Um, so anyway, um, I, I like, I like that. I like that part. Um, and I appreciate everything that you have shared with us tonight and I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Robin. Wendy. Hello everyone. Um, Wendy S in New York. Um, so good to be here. Uh, compulsive overeater living in recovery. Um, and uh, thank you so much, uh, Lynn, for your share um, and, uh, and for describing how revelatory this step was for you. Um, and I love it, uh, how you stressed um, uh, that we find our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more in the plane of inspiration. And I mean, that, that's basically where this, this whole 
book is taking us like once we go through steps one through nine and start a regular 10th step practice like it even says on page where is it 86 um under these conditions we can employ our mental faculties with assurance for after all god gave us brains to use our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives so we're given our ability to think back <laughs> like we and and we're supposed to be using our brains here um and you know that's that's kind of what i what i love about this is that like we look at this and, and you know everything if we we look at this is like everything is god-given or defects of character are god-given um so we get to look at these in each of these steps we get to look at them in six and seven and you know kind of readjust what our behaviors and our actions are um and then you know we get to use our brains again to start planning our day and how we want it to look you know in alignment with what our higher power wants for us so um yeah so so like somebody else said earlier um i guess as i get more comfortable with this book and with these steps and with this step in in particular it has become i don't want to say more relaxed but it has become less rigid i don't need to like read off every question and answer it specifically um I get to, you know, be in this companionship with my higher power and be like, hey, you know what? I did this selfish thing. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, move it on. Let it go. Let it go. Learn what I have to learn. Let it go and move on and do the right thing afterwards. And it's it's much more kind of relaxed and I guess aligned with my personality. So I don't have to read word for word as the book says. I get to do it from the place of my personality as well. And it's and it's so much more effective when it resonates with me. So share. Thanks. <laughs> Fast. Thanks, Wendy. Angela. Hey everyone, I'm Angela G, a grateful member of this program, Compulsive Overeater, Living in Recovery for today. Um, thank you for those who are doing service and thank you, Lynn. Uh, it was wonderful to hear your take on step 11. Um, what I wanted to share, uh, because I was so moved by this idea that we are moving uh, from our mind to our heart, and I really love that idea uh, because I think um, that that feels like that's my goal. Um, that's my work. I'm so analytical and so um, in my head uh, most of the day um, with other things. And, uh, you know, to incorporate and to reintegrate uh, myself, uh, to invite uh, a different process. It feels, um, it feels like a much kinder approach, I would say. Uh, one of the things that I'm doing differently in my nightly review is not only um, what's gone well uh, for me during the day, uh, what could I have done better, uh, what resentments might I still be holding on to. Uh, I've incorporated uh, gratitude into that nightly review. 
And more recently, uh, because of our workshop, I had never done two-way prayer. So I end my nightly review with some questions and uh, it feels much better to go to sleep at night uh, hearing th that voice instead of my own busy voice. Um, so uh, the two-way prayer has been quite, uh, you know, uh, transformational for me, I would say. It, uh, it, I've said this before, it feels like it's like a hardwired uh, uh, way to communicate with my higher power and, uh, and it works. So I'm really grateful for that. So what I take from tonight is just this visual of moving from my head to my heart and not having it be so analytical and having it be more natural and easier and more loving actually. That's what it feels like. This process feels like a much more loving um, natural approach than how I would normally go about, um, you know, anything actually. So thank you for hearing me. Appreciate sharing here. Thanks. Thank you so much, Angela. All right, Daisy, we're going to stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Can you please stop the recording? <laughs>